said he's just a friend. BigVitoGrand.com, and I am virtue being joined by the man himself, Big Vito Lagrasso, and we are doing this live on Twitch. It will be on Anchor later on while the Royal Rumble pay-per-view has started. Vito, what's up? How's everybody doing? It's the BIGV from the LOG coming to you live, baby live, starting a new Patreon, starting a new everything, you know, and we have a new thing here with Getting Color. We are going back to the old concept of wrestling only. Virtue's got a shirt on, buy his merch, go to the Big Vito brand, go see Noel Harlow, go to friggin' uh, Magic Tea Spillers, all right? I'm telling you guys, we got a lot of good content, but we're going to concentrate on wrestling. We have a lot of good stuff going on. Virtue, I know we went over some topics. How do you want to start today? Well, let's do this. You know what? I'm okay. We'll talk sports on social media. So at the end, when we do our plugs, you can talk, ask us sports questions there. But this is about wrestling. Exactly. Segment number one, Nia Jax TikTok Sessions. That's what we're going to call this because I think we're going to talk about this every week. You have some things on your mind about Nia Jax and her TikToks affecting other wrestlers. So would you like to explain your theory here? I think people are jinxed when they're involved with Nia Jack and the TikToks. And look at Otis. When he thought he was a hot commodity and I used to bury Otis, get off the Nia Jack Express, please. You're going to ruin your character. He lost the money in the bank. He lost his partner. He lost his job almost. And he was back at NXT practicing. Now, Nia TikTok Jack is back at it again. You know, Everybody says she's dangerous. Everybody's seen what she's doing. I even went back to watch the Becky Lynch punch in the face and watching that <laughs> recap. And then seeing everything that's been coming on, I looked at the bump that Dana Brooke took from Nia Jack. Now, it looked kind of rough. I mean, she did hit her head first. And I got to tell you, Dana Brooke has been really trying. She's, you know, she's going to get her chance in the WWE eventually, right? But she took a hard bump. And... It came out that she got her. They tried to downplay it. Nia Jack gave the finger to everybody who said she was dangerous. And she did this on social media. You know, fuck all you haters. I mean, virtue. I mean, I think you've seen it. I mean, what do you think? What's your take on that? Dude, like, so first of all, I noticed it's like they always try to protect Nia Jax. If anybody is, if she manhandles anyone, it looks like anybody's um, bumped hard. But here's the thing. Is there a curse with Nia Jax? People working with her getting hurt, or and or people TikToking with her getting less TV time, or like you said, getting sent back to the the performance NXT. center. It, it's a Nia Jax curse, and I try to keep up with it on on Twitter. I'm not as up with her TikToks as you are. I used to be, but then I just hot, kind it was of, a hot commodity. But you know what it is, guys. When you are trying to be serious and you are trying to be a heel. And you're trying to be that mean, nasty, blah, blah, blah. Are you over there pumping? That's a lot of why I don't watch them anymore. Because yeah. like, it, it just it takes it away from me. What I Because I have to watch to critique for the shows. I just think that it takes away from the character. You know, she could be a monster heel. If she would just get off social media and talk to nobody. Her persona yeah. would change. And she went silent and let her her business do her talking. She'd be a million bucks. If I had to come back, if I'm coming back and I'm coming back as a heel, 
I ain't never doing a TikTok. Yeah. Everything I do is going to be up yours and it's going to be ferocious. I might just do the stare. I don't know. It, it, but I wouldn't be doing all this all this good, goody, goody social media. What do we got next, Virgil? Because I know we got a lot of topics. Dude, so we know the whole Brody Lee passing away controversy. We knew he had a lung issue. His wife basically said it wasn't COVID. And, and I'm going to tell you what. And we all know the stuff that happened with Bruce Mitchell and PW Torch from his article. Uh, his wife is just really posting a lot of stuff out there. And I... And, and, and I know some people have asked her for more information, but she also made it at the beginning, you know, like it was supposed to be private, like respect my privacy. But yet she's kind of given a lot of information. So I'm just having mixed feelings, mixed signals here. What's exactly going on with this? Does she feel that need to have to get it out there to make people like happy that want to know? Is this closure for her? Um he had a lung condition, obviously pre-existing, but it's almost like they didn't know about it until it was way too late. That's what I get out of it. So I'm not going to be, oh, it's COVID, it's COVID. Clearly she stated it's not. But what is your take on this? And his wife just really putting a lot of personal information and stuff out there. Like, okay, what do you think it's for? Like, why is she doing let's, this? Let's start from the beginning, okay? When he was in WWE, they do have some kind of health protocol. And he was running and on the road and doing the thing with the Wyatts and working and doing his stuff. There was never a peep of anything about lung issues. Am I correct? Correct. Because okay. you got to imagine they do physicals, right? right, to get a contract. All right. So throughout all this, he was pretty much healthy. Okay. Now, come the pandemic of COVID-19, everybody started to have issues. So now he's having issues. Guys, I am not blaming. I, this is just how I'm looking at it. I'm not blaming AEW. I'm not taking the wife's side. We're just an, uh, doing an analogy here. And it's just my opinion, okay? And I'm not crucifying anybody. Because there's good and there's bad and there's good. Okay. So Brody Lee passes away. He had complications. They kept it private how he was in the hospital. Please respect our wishes. AEW did a wonderful job of that. The wife did. She kept off social media. Everything was hush. Brody Lee passes away. There was some controversy on if he died of COVID-19. There was a lung issue, they say. He had something going on. He tested negative the whole time. But the doctor said it was COVID-19 symptoms, okay? Now, here's where social media comes into play. Social media gives you the outlet to speak your mind. But when you speak, you're not speaking to one. You're speaking to one million, okay? Now, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, did a fine job of taking care of business inside his house by not elaborating on what was going on with Brody Lee until his passing. When he passed, he posted on his on Twitter that, you know, was sorry for the passing of Brody Lee. He was shocked. Everybody was shocked. And little by little, things came out. Mm -hmm. Then there was some media folk who went and dug deeper. We deserve to know. We, yeah. we have a report. We have this. 
So everybody's shooting this stuff out. But then Brody Lee's wife, who kept quiet and mum about this, right, all of a sudden has a voice on social media where it's conflicting with what Tony Khan and AEW and what was said before. Now there's implications of other reasoning to believe that they knew about something. Yeah. Am I right? Am I saying this correctly? Yeah, Am I'm following me to Tony Khan and Mrs. Lee and the AEW dressing room because I don't want this to be misconstrued. But the more talk and the more gab there is, the more everybody's going to dig in. Somebody is going to uncover something. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be virtue because I respect the, you respect somebody's wife. It was a private matter. You respect the company. You respect the boys in the dressing room. Say, hey, this is what's going on. You know, we extended our condolences. But for other journalists and people in the news, they are going to dig and uncover something. Now, they are digging and they're saying that it's a little deeper and there's a little conflict. Could there be a, um, uh, a negligence lawsuit coming up? I mean, they are taking care of Brody Lee's son. He's on TV. He's partaking with the company. They are going above and beyond to compensate, but the people might misconstrue it as a cover-up or whatnot. And what everybody else is saying, I hope that's not the case. I mean, WWE wouldn't put somebody's child on there because somebody died. When Eddie Guerrero died... They waited a few months before they gave Vicky a job because she was having a hard time. She had two girls. She didn't have an income. Vince gave her a job. But you had to earn your keep. Now, if they put $100,000 for Brody Lee's son in it. Now, he only has one child, correct? Um, That I don't know. I think so. He's got two? Yeah. All right. He's Thank got two kids. Know. Okay. He's got two kids. Let's just say they put 100000 each in a college fund. For both of them, right? So you take that and you say, okay, that is a hell of a nice thing to do for the family. Takes care of the kids' college. Whether they go to community college, they go to university, they have an education waiting for them. Now, in the interim, do they have a family income? Now, if Mr. Khan, in the, in the graciousness and the courteousness and the you know, the powers to be, they give a job or they pay out the contract of Brody Lee. Again, going above and beyond, I think that's a hell of a nice thing to do to pay his contract out. I think they're doing a great job with the child and making him feel part of something. Involving him in the angles, I'm old school. Kids don't belong in the ring. My take, my beliefs, you know, it's good. You had you had a moment. You let him be there. You let him maybe do a couple promos, you know, like on commercials or candy promotions, do some. But when it comes to kids and wrestling, guys, I just, it doesn't belong. Okay. So that's where the controversy is coming. Are they overcompensating? Are they doing too much? Is there something to look at? I personally feel Vito LaGrasso, AEW did a fine job. AEW did the right thing. They um, protected the family, but with the wife coming out on social media, and she has a right to her opinion, 
I think that's where the conflict is coming. Mm-hmm. So something is going to give. And I, I hope it, everybody ends up in a pleasant and satisfactory way to where nobody gets anything, any repercussions to make AEW or the Lee family look bad. Yep. I mean, so, we'll stay tuned. We'll, we'll talk about this if we see anything else stir up. But uh, speaking of actual COVID, Vito, you were telling me earlier this news broke. Mia Yim was tested, has tested positive for COVID? Yes, she has. It was and on Keith, WrestleZone. Keith Lee, her boyfriend, was not on TV the last couple of weeks, I believe. So that was very interesting. Right. And WWE had a policy to keep all COVID-related things off social media. I happened to be looking through WrestleZone, and look what I found. I found this. Not to say I'm, um, you know, I'm wishing bad on the WWE, but it was posted public knowledge after the WWE asked their talent not to go and post anything negative about COVID-19. There have been outbreaks. There have been reported outbreaks. Guys, let's hope that you know she gets better. We don't want to see anything more happen. You know, when you get stuck with the COVID, it's a pretty serious thing, guys. So let's try and make it a positive thing. Good luck to me, Kim, and her boyfriend. I hope they get well soon. Now, we got uh, several WWE topics to go over. But before we get to that, I just want your thoughts. Uh, Shaq challenges Cody Rhodes. Now, like we get it. Shaq's an analyst on NBA, which is TNT and TBS. There, That TNT is what airs. AEW, you know, they're trying to do some cross promotion. Is this going to actually happen? I mean, we saw Mike Tyson on uh, Dynamite, and he obviously that never materialized in anything, probably because of the pandemic and there's no fans. Uh, Shaq and Cody going to happen. What do you think? Guys, I could take it as a talent exchange by trying to draw viewers, and Shaq does put asses in the seats because who doesn't want to watch Shaq? Shaq did participate in WWE, but they don't have anybody big enough to handle Shaq, you know, in, in there. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about the guys, you know, doing a cross promotion and putting Cody Rhodes in with Shaq, come on. It's like squashing a grape. It's not believable. You know, I don't care what you say, how you do it. Unless they bring in some other NBA player, maybe Charles Barkley, to have like a Rodman Malone. Remember Rodman Malone and WCW? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So if they did bring somebody in like that, I mean, then okay, it's good to have a Cody Rhodes, you know, like that. Now, my opinion: when Mike Tyson showed up on AEW, they portrayed him so wrong and bad; it was terrible. Remember when he they yawned, him, they showed him yawning. Yeah. It's not even the Sean and the Yawning, but he's the greatest heavyweight champion of our era, okay? Youngest heavyweight champion. And he came out like a regular guy. He didn't come out in a suit and tie. He didn't come out with a championship belt. He just came out like kind of blah. And then when they let him go in the ring with Jericho, you can't teach a boxer how to be a wrestling person. You can't teach them how to be in the business just from a couple of segments on Raw or, you know, doing a pay-per-view. And it looked so cheesy that it just didn't look good. I just, when you bring people who are not in the business in the business to do a skit, it doesn't always come out good. And I don't think this is going to end up nicely. Well, we will talk about that if and when it doesn't happen. Same with uh, with uh, Shaq and Mike Tyson, especially if it happens over in the land of AEW, because that'll be interesting. We know WWE can usually cover stuff like that pretty well because their production is really good. 
So stay tuned, folks. Now you mean it's good, like like the Bobby Lashley well, riddle stuff when you, he stomped on you, the foot. Usually, usually, but yeah, I guess their production's also in a pandemic, Vito. Maybe they went but, on coffee, you know. But they, the they history, of, I mean, look at the WWE Network. Our main event today, we're going to talk about how Vince McMahon sold his back library to NBC. You know what I mean when it comes to that. But before we get there tonight, the Royal Rumble match. I want your take here. So Edge is back. When he recorded or filmed that greatest wrestling match ever with Randy Orton back in the summer, he did get a legit injury. So he's back already, and he's going to be number two. Randy Orton's going to be number one. Um, I think they did that just to continue that feud. But what's your take here with uh, Edge coming back and being part of the group again? Remember, he retired with a severe neck injury. Yep. But he's back now doing this thing. I, I just want your take on Edge. Him coming back with Randy Orton. Him so one and two in the match tonight. Yep. Right. Now, him being with Randy Orton probably is the safest place for him to be in where he feels most comfortable. Because I don't think he's had another match with any other wrestlers, has he? Since no, he's come back. And that arm injury, dude, they reshot probably so many things for that thing. That was probably just an uh, accident waiting to happen, not necessarily tied to either one of those. Like, if those two just had a regular 15-minute match, Edge probably would not have got hurt. You know what I mean? Right. So that I like your point there. I, I think it is good to keep Edge protected. Now, I could see – let's make a prediction on how they're going to eliminate. I think the both of them are going to eliminate each other. Ooh, keep the feud even, 50-50. Okay. Edge will come in, get the big, get the house going, you know, have a bunch of high spots. Randy will come back, give him a friggin' uh, RKO, silence the crowd, out comes a bunch of the wrestlers, and I can see them both going over the top rope at the same time. Good deal, Vito. And you know what? By next week, we'll know what happens. So if something unique happens, dangerous, whatever it is, we'll talk about it. All right, Vito. Alexa Bliss has been receiving harassing messages online. We all know what happened with Sonya Deville, right? A guy actually broke and entered into her home. Uh, dude, this has got to stop. I mean, what? I know in all forms of entertainment, Hollywood has it big. There's always stalkers. There's always just strange, weird people out there. But this seems to really be happening in the wrestling bubble a lot lately. What's your take on this? Uh, I just hate, like, can you, you have a message out there? Just tell fans not to get, you know, even if they're trolling. You know what I mean? Like, that. remember that Japanese wrestler actually uh, committed suicide last year? Like, yes. th this is becoming an issue here. Guys, let me tell you something. There's nothing worse when somebody comes to your house and you are a public figure. It happened to me. Happened several times. I don't like it. Not because I'm not accommodating, but that's my home. When you go to somebody's home, you're invading their privacy. You're not welcome. You're a stranger. It's just like when people say they send you something to your home. I didn't give you my address. You want something from me, go through the proper channels. You want to send me a letter. Hey, I'd like to get your autograph. Well, I happen to be selling them online for $25 plus shipping and handling if you'd want one. By you sending me something yet to my home, you're insulting me, you're insulting my family, you're insulting my privacy, okay? And you're expecting me to give something for free when you know what? Why shouldn't I make money like everybody else? Am I some free hand? 
Am I some freebie? I don't, I don't get it. Like, do I deserve to make money? I entertained you for years. You want something from me. But hey, you know, why can't I make money like everybody else? Let me ask you this question then. So with yep. the access that fans have to wrestlers because of social media. Absolutely. It's way, it's, way, it's way different than back in the day. But I mean, is there... Is this what's making these things easier to happen because the fans make if they're not getting the attention back, if a wrestler's not liking their tweets, then they're invading their DMs and say, is this why this stalker like era is happening and it's just rude and obscene messages? Guys, let me tell you something, right? I people come knocking on my door and they came in and, and believe me, I got angry. You know, and because my wife was in, in a, a certain position health-wise, made me even more angry. Because if I'm not home. How is my wife going to defend herself? But you ever think about that? God forbid I found somebody in my house. You're not leaving, and you're only leaving through one way, and that's not through the door. Yep. So something bad's going to happen. And when you get social media and you have all these avenues to find your way, your address, your phone number, this, that, the other thing, it's horrible because you have no privacy. And when you go out to eat, how many times I can't tell you I have food ready to go in my mouth. Hey, how you doing? Can I have your autograph? Put it down. I excuse myself from my family. I go away from the table. I take the picture, come back. They say, hey, you know, like I know some of the boys say, get the F away from me. Leave me alone. Go away. And they're nasty. I'm not that nasty. I'm not that impolite. But I'm out with my family, wait till I'm done eating, wait till I have a moment or I step away from the table, and you want to ask me for something, hey, great, I'll be more than happy to accommodate you. But fans don't have the courtesy button on always, and they get in awe, and it's terrible, it's disrespectful. And to these girls who are going through this, this Alexa Bliss and Sonya Deville, I, my heart goes out to them because these are girls, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying they, they can't handle themselves. I'm not saying that, but it's kind of scary when somebody's waiting with duct tape and tie wraps and this and that to harm you and get in your home and send you threatening messages. That's that's terrible. Well, and for Alexa Bliss, I believe her fiance is Ryan Cabrera. And if it's the one I'm thinking of, he's like a singer guy in the entertainment business, if that is the same guy. So there's even more attention to her with that type of a relationship. But I mean, you know. I guess so So is the price of fame, but I do not like stalkers, and I do not like no. people using social media to harass or sending obscene letters or whatever in the mail and getting their address. You know, not you, yeah. I'm not saying that you're not a popular guy because you are popular. You're with the no DQ. You've been on for a long time. You come on social media. You do get into run-ins with some of the fans, and you do have, a, you know – you know, you do have a, a certain way with the way you present yourself and, you you know, cause controversy on Twitter and stuff, right? Yeah. Which is all fun and good, and people sometimes take it the wrong way. But because you have certain things going on in your personal life, imagine somebody doing something to one of the members of your family might not be up to snuff, and you come home and you see this. What would you do? Call you for help. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I'm saying, guys? You know, it's not cool, especially you don't know people's personal agenda, you know, and we make we, we joke around and like people who are listening here on no DQ and like um, and out there who follow us, you know, throughout, 
you know, me and Aaron Riff have a, have a thing going on 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 Facebook and Twitter, and we we joke with each other, but we respect each other's significant others, and it's a good back and forth. Some people be, might be loyal Aaron Riff fans, and they get on me for you know going after his significant other, but I do it in a playful way to where like I don't even mention her name. I just say, you know, certain things. And then Aaron gets with my wife to irritate me, right? But I take it as fun. And there might be some veto fans who don't like Aaron. They want to go out. Well, I wouldn't want to go out to Michigan and the cats and the nature. But, I mean, hey, you know, some people might. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they're all excited about the Royal Rumble tonight. You know, here you and I are doing getting color while it's happening. See, that's just, that goes to show you. That goes we are. just to show you. All right, you know. before we get to the big news, which I know you're going to have a lot to say with, uh, this little tidbit, Devon Dudley, I always like when these wrestler stories come out, but you know, he recently said many of the young wrestlers today are rude and disrespectful to the veterans. Vito, I keep hearing this more and more and more. Um, I know an indie wrestler up around Michigan, the amazing Nate Madsen, and he, he likes to try to be a mentor and get guys – you know, up and coming and have people respect the business and stuff like that. And I just keep hearing this. I want your take on this because we have a couple examples. I know Matt Riddle's not necessarily young, but in terms of being in the wrestling business, he is. So what he, you know, his uh, barbs at Goldberg, Ryback, who's been a, a around for a minute, but his barbs with Mark Henry. And, and there's other countless ones. But what what's happened to respecting the veterans who paved the way for these wrestlers today to be able to make money. I'm I mean, you, you're there. You're there. You know. I can't answer this, so that's why I'm going to have you do it. I'm going to start off by saying I have been singing this song way before social media because I was broken in in the WWF. The WWF was broken in by Johnny Rods. Devon and I come from the same class, so we understand the same thing. But I'm going to leave Devon aside. Okay, for a second, I have been singing this praise for many, many, many years. And because I did not have the platform and, and people saying, uh, Vito's a fucking asshole. Vito sucks. All he says is everything I do bad, never points out what I do good, tells me how I look, tells me I don't train, tells me I don't do these things. But this is what a veteran does. He doesn't give you props. He gives you pointers on what you suck at, what you need to improve on, what makes you tick as a wrestler, how to get to the top. Now, being that you're an indie wrestler, you're going to tell me how it's done when I've been to every major company in the world. I've worked with the best of the best of the best throughout my career. I started out in the best. And you're going to tell me, no, nope, people know better. Young guys know better. And everybody's a veteran. Guys, when it comes to me, I still today on every interview for talking about veterans, we're talking about people, talking about the guys who were before me. I always thank those guys who took the time to teach me. Because if it wasn't for those guys teaching me, I wouldn't have learned the business. I had to be a pro and I wouldn't have become as good as I was or am. I've been friends with the honky tonk man since I'm a, since I'm a kid, right? 
He just had a birthday. I just texted him, hey, Wayne, happy birthday from your old friend and best student. Honky Tonk Man has been on record saying, Vito and Paris Saturn were my best students. I love them. They really knew, you know, Honky Tonk made, made calls for me to go to Memphis. Um, Kamala made phone calls for me to Coca Beware. You know, calling Jerry Lawler, guys in the WWF. Hey, Jerry, give Vito a chance. You know, he's, he's okay. I mean, if it wasn't for these guys making calls and paving a way for me, and that's paving a way, making a phone call and getting you in, that's doing somebody a solid, guys. Today, everybody who puts on a set of boots, they're, they're a luchador, they're a wrestler, they know everything. You don't know shit because if we get you on the mat, if you can't mat wrestle and you can't start from the bottom up, how are you getting up to wrestle? Nobody Dude, knows. Everybody thinks it's high spot city. I don't forget you coming up here to Cleveland, and I was just the manager of the match, and I was listening to every word you had to say, talking to the younger wrestlers about you know tag team moves and doing this and that. And you were even telling me where to stand on the apron for our spot. And, and I, I did I say, no, Vito, I'm going to do it this way because – I listened to you, and we did it that way, and it, it went over really well. And I think you even sold some good merch after that too. See, because I'm listening to the guy that was on all the TV shows, right? What do, what do I know? And, and I'm not even like – I'm a manager guy, not a wrestler. So I do like the old school way. I love the stories. I love hearing what I'm doing wrong. I, I wish everybody was like that today. Now, you, take, you mentioned Ryback and Mark Henry. They're going back and forth, right? Now, Ryback has been bitching ever since he left the WWE. Okay, he's been getting into barbs. They're talking about merchandise and and uh, trademarking names and Ryback and all this other stuff, right? Then there comes the point. Well, Ryback wasn't good, or Ryback didn't do this. Well, if they're gonna offer you five hundred thousand a year and you turn it down, you got to be somewhat decent. That's a good I think. point, right? You can't yeah. be the shits. Could you be dangerous? Who what? Who, Wrestling is a dangerous sport. Can there be guys who don't have thick skin and you're not tough enough to take it? God forbid in my day, you said you were too... Uh, imagine me going in there with Terry Funk. And I want everybody to go out and watch the Terry Funk match on the WWE Network. Big Vito against Terry Funk, WCW. Didn't talk much. But that man hit me, and he had some right hands, and we did things hitting me with a bottle, hitting me with a chair, hitting me with this. Did I say anything? No. How many guys have come through? Imagine me fighting Ric Flair. Rick, your chops are a little stiff, brother. Oh, my God. Right? Working with Kevin Nash. Kevin, you know, take it easy, brother. Or working with Goldberg. You know what I mean? And you're in there. And you say, okay. You know, hey, don't jackhammer me on my head. You just know your craft and you take care of yourself. Imagine working with Chronic. Those are my boys. I love them, right? They were two big giants, six six son of a bitches, yep. right? Hulk Hogan, Mister Perfect. They're all big, they're all taller and bigger than bigger than I was, you know. And that, you know, and I'm talking about muscular wise back then, you know. And you talk about Ultimate Warrior, or you know, who had a, who had the beautiful body. Was he reckless? I don't know. I never worked with him. From what they said, hey, I don't know. Got to got to hear what they said. Legion of Doom. Those are another two of my boys. My boys, my first time, you okay, bro? Yeah, I like this Vito, man. I like this skull. He's all right. Been friends with him to the day they died. The doomsday device. You know what I mean? And I took the doomsday, right? The guy who who, who didn't want to take it, 
And this is the true story. Uh, yeah, we're going to let the other guy take the doomsday. I'm not taking it. Are you kidding me? I'm afraid, right? I stood there. How about you? Yeah, I'm good with it, man. No problem. I go in there. I give Hawk a few chops, right? They beat the piss out of the other guy. Beat the piss out of him. You okay, brother? I'm good, man. All right, Vito. I'll see you next. When see you next TV. Brett Dude, Hawk. I always watching Yokozuna. You knew, like, not then when I was a kid, but looking back on it now, you always knew who he didn't have any respect for. The you know, jobber wise, the way he landed the bonsai drop. If he really jumped, sat on him, you knew that guy pissed him or Fuji off backstage. But okay. if, but but what do it to Bret Hart, and he was as gentle as can be. Now, guys. The Samoan SWAT team. You talk about ferocious and, and like getting real, like, you know, guys who pulled in. Those two guys, you prayed on TV, you didn't wrestle with them because you knew you were going to get it, right? And you said, oh my God, this is going to be fucked up, man. And you're watching them, they're ripping guys' freaking stuff off and they're tearing it and chopping them. But that was their style. Right? So what do you do? You're going to cry or you're going to take it like a man? Imagine you're in there with Bruiser Brody, right? Big, big man, right? Or even back then, a Hacksaw Jim Duggan or a Buzz Sawyer or like some of these guys who were rough coming through. I wrestled Ivan Koloff when he was older, 55 or 60, and he had gorilla strength like, a, like I never felt before. That was the first time I felt manpower. Guys, this is the wrestling business. Today, they don't have that those type of men. They don't have men bodies with manpower. Everybody's a young kid in there. It's not the same no more. You know what I mean? Very few and far between like your Brock Lesnar. Just, there's some out there. They're not there. And here's a, here, I'll give you a perfect example. Everybody remembers my famous match with Sid, right, in ECW. And I tell the story all the time. Paul Lee gave me the night off. He asked Ulf Herman, he asked two other guys if they wrestled Sid. They said no. Comes up to me, Vito, um, I need a favor. I said, what's up, Paul? He says, I need you to work with Sid. Okay. You know what I want, right? Yep. I know what you want. I, there was no answer, but because of my experience and because where I've been and doing TVs, when the boss comes up to you and says, I know what I want. Yeah, everybody knows I'm a tough guy. Everybody knows I can fight back. Everybody knows I can shoot. But hey, come the man who we're trying to push for the pay-per-view, I took an ass kicking, right? They all said, Vito, if you would have fought back, it would have been a hell of a fight. But I didn't say a peep. I earned the job that night because I got stretched out. Nobody told me to get stretched out. And they all thought they killed me. Sitting, Paulie ran down, Taz and Dreamer and Devon, my guys from Johnny Rods' place, said, Vito, are you okay? I said, yeah, isn't that what you wanted? You're not hurt. I said, no. Paulie said, you got a job here at ECW flying next week. And I worked the whole dressing room because I sold everything. But did Sid kick the shit out of me? Yeah, I didn't say a word. It's part of the business. Iron Man tournament in Germany, right? Working that style. Got to make the people believe you're in some plots. You're in tent. You're with people. It's closed in. Vito, we don't want to hurt you. I said, guys, if you don't lay it in, I said, people ain't going to believe. And if, if you don't look like you can kick my ass, ain't nobody going to believe this. That's nobody could believe it. Yep. 
It's when you make people, you're making people tough. You're making them on your level. You put people on your pedestal and you ride with them. It's not this knocking stuff. And this Riddle and Goldberg thing, right? Riddle, he's got a lot to say. Somebody's going to come along and somebody's going to kick the shit out of him and shut his mouth, right? He's going to push too hard. Now, he's he is gonna... a tough dude. I mean, legit tough dude, but I like versus a normal wrestler because this guy had you was a UFC wrestler fighter. No. So he, he's got that. I mean, that's why I think he runs his mouth because he's so confident in his abilities. But okay, I'll get, I'm just giving him a benefit there. But again, he's still being, I guess, he might be a tough guy. I don't know. I never yeah. was in a ring with him, right? It could be tough. If he was that tough, he'd still be in UFC. My take? Well, dope. Dope. He's a pothead, dude. Okay. It's weird because now he's in WWE. Are they drug testing? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. But here you go. He's fighting with Goldberg and shoot. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Being this cocky dude guy from Wayne's World. Okay. That's fine. But now you now or Brock Lesnar don't even pay no mind to him, and you put him in there with Brock Lesnar, kid, you might have the goods, you might be tough, you might be able to get a shot at, but I think if Brock lays a smack on you, grabs you, he's going to hurt you. He did it to Randy Orton. He did it to Roman Reigns, right? For all intents purposes, it wasn't a work. It was a shoot. And I've never seen the last time you go on purpose and you friggin' you uh, – um, last time you go on purpose and crack somebody's head open, I'm getting news that Goldberg was defeated by Drew McIntyre. Yeah, in the opening match. How did that go? I wasn't. I didn't really. I just. I just saw a couple things because I was really focusing on the show. Oh so I, man, those details. All right. What's the last bit we have here for getting Dude. color? Okay, Vito. Vince McMahon really knows how to sell his back library. There's a few things here. WWE just made a deal with NBCU, NBC Universal, to put in the for the United States to put the WWE Network content on the Peacock, which is NBCU's streaming app, and that's a five-year deal for one billion dollars, two hundred million dollars a year, and there's a lot of content on there, and we know. A lot of those wrestlers on there do have legends contracts and gets paid by WWE, but a lot of people on that network, like you, don't get squat. So I just want your take here. Vince McMahon making billions of dollars for his company, um, which is just selling. It's just strange. I mean, the back catalog at WWE must be that damn good if he's making that much money from it. What's your whole take on this thing? WWE Network to the Peacock. I think that, you know, Vince McMahon should share the wealth. Should pay the wrestlers who were on there. It's a third, you know, third thing that's in the contract. Okay, hopefully, if he paid everybody fifty thousand dollars, who's on the network, does that cut into his profit? No, he's still making money. So if he did a one-time payout of fifty thousand to everybody, do you think anybody would turn it down? Everybody would take it. Thank you very much. And Vince some of them, you wouldn't have to do that because they're already getting money through their Legends contracts. Yeah, but the Legends contract, they only get $10,000. And the oh. $10,000, that's all the Legend contract is, guys. They're not pushing you. They're not using you. They give you a one-time fee of 10000 You go to some things. You do some stuff. They ain't giving you nothing great. 
if they're going to pay you a one-time fee of 50 grand to shut you up, everybody could use it. You're making 200, you're making a billion dollars. You mean to tell me for you to cut a check for 50 grand is going to kill you for royalties? Are you shitting me? It shuts everybody up. When you don't give somebody nothing, something for nothing, we put our, our bodies on the line. We did our job for you. You're taking our content, taking our footage, putting it on there, selling it three times over, and we don't have, show, have nothing to show for it. It's terrible. Help the boys out, Vince. Do the right thing. Now, on the other side of the coin, in terms for the fans, it's a good deal. I mean, they're paying 10 bucks right now for the WWE Network. They're going to still pay $10 a month with no ads to still have the WWE Network and anything else the Peacock offers, NBCU exclusive stuff. Or they can cut it down to half veto, 5 bucks a month with ads. So for the fans, it's a hell of a deal. And no fans should be mad about this just because they maybe have to download a new app and it might be a slightly new interface. So would you agree with me on that portion of it? And again, separate aside from – the business dealings for Vince McMahon from a fan's perspective seems like a pretty good deal, right? From what my wife tells me, you get more bang for your buck with this deal with the Peacock Network. And you, and I think it's your, you're getting more content, not wrestling-wise, but with other avenues that are addressed with the, with the package from the way I understand it. Correct. So for the people, I think it's a better deal. You know, for the people standpoint who are into all that extra stuff, yeah, cool. It's a good deal. For him to make this kind of coup at this stage of the game, awesome. Um, you get NBC shows for the same price, commercial free. That's what you get. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all good. You can with commercials, you can pay half the price, five bucks. So right. So I mean, it, I mean, it's it's a win for the people. Nobody's losing money here because eventually I think they'll get more with NBC. They'll get more subscribers instead of WWE because people take WWE as a wrestling company, but NBC is universal. Yep. So I think you get more bang for your buck. And I think that closes the show. I think we covered a great deal. I think we, this was an awesome wrestling take today. Yeah. 45 minutes of pure Big Vito brilliance. Uh, you got any last words in closing, and or uh, then I'll do the plugs. No, I think that we have. I think with the new concept of the show and going back to what we used to do, I think the people um, with my brand, the Big Vito brand, the people at No DQ, I think the people who watch the show will appreciate it more. That we're having more wrestling content, and I figured a change was coming. So let's go back to this. This formula works. It's always good to co-host with Virtue and having Noel in the background being the uh, being the uh, media guru. We appreciate it. The eyes and ears from above. So Virtue, if you can, give us the plugs. I like your shirt. It looks good. Go. All right. So follow Big Vito on Twitter at the Big Vito brand. You can follow me if you want at no DQ underscore Virtue. That's where you can ask us your sports questions. But be sure to check this out on Anchor. It's going to be always on Twitch, on NoDQ.com. But most importantly, TheBigVitoBrand.com. So for Big Vito, I am Virtue. This has been Getting Color. We will see you next time. Please stand by for an important announcement from Big Vito LaGrasso and The Big Vito Brand. Stop!
Yo, Big Vito is back on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash the Big Vito brand. All new shows, all new behind-the-scenes footage, all new photos. Join up today, the Big Vito brand family on Patreon.